Hey, everybody. Before we get into today's podcast, we just want to tell you about our event that's being held in New York City on February 15th and 16th. And we want to make sure that you have the opportunity to join us for this awesome, fun party. Kira, let's talk a little bit about what's going on at TCC in real life. So we're basically taking the podcast and a lot of people that we interviewed on the podcast, and then we're putting them all in a room, 75 people, and an amazing lineup of top copywriters like Kim Krause-Schwalm, Joanna Weeb, Rai Schwartz, Laura Belgray, Brian Kurtz, Kevin Rogers. I could go on and on and on. You can find their names and the list of speakers on the event page, which Rob will give you. But I've never been in a room with all of these copywriters, online marketers before. And beyond that, we're covering the three pillars of copywriting, what it really takes from going from a copywriter who takes orders from clients to going to really a really great consultant who knows how to run a business. So the topics are diverse, but they're covering basically the three pillars, the offer, the list, and the marketing strategy. Yeah, this is a copywriting conference, but it's not the typical stuff that you read about copywriting, you know, 10 new ideas for headlines that pull those kinds of things. The people who are speaking have incredible information to share. So Kim Krause Schwalm, for instance, is going to be talking about the way that she's beat the controls that she's run for companies like Agora and Boardroom, real life lessons that are going to be immediately applicable to the kind of writing that we all do every day. And Jason Henderson, who's an expert at marketing acquisition and email, the topic of his speech is three email copywriting secrets I discovered helping porn stars get tan in 1994. Like You're not going to find that kind of stuff anywhere else at any marketing conference, but the takeaways are real. It's the stuff that we can use in our businesses every day. And really, for me, that's a huge part of why I'm excited to be there. And beyond the content, right? Like new content, our presenters are bringing in new presentations they've never shared before. Beyond that piece, there's the whole networking aspect. We've built this community. We've all helped build this community. And now we get to actually hang out in real life. And so we're really focused on the social aspect just as much as we're focused on the content. And that's why we're really excited about a two-hour cocktail party Party. on Friday night. (laughs) It's It's the final day. And the Agora companies are sponsoring this rooftop party, again, open bar for two hours. So it's a great way to really just meet new people in New York City with a fantastic view of Manhattan. So really, the emphasis here is on meeting your fellow copywriters and building some real friendships and hopefully creating some opportunities too for your business. And it's not just the rooftop party. The first night, we're putting together dinners where people can go to dinner together in sort of small groups and chat and get to know each other. We have a killer swag bag full of books and other things that our presenters have offered to share. The value of the swag bag alone is over $200. When you start to think about, you know, all the things that you're going to learn from the event, from the speakers, the things that you get free, you're definitely going to want to be at this event. And beyond that, you can meet the hiring managers from the Agora companies. So they're they're there and they're excited to meet all of you. And there's a great opportunity if you're interested in direct response copy, you can meet with them and figure out you know what opportunities they have and how it overlaps with your business and your goals. So we could talk about this all day, but you're probably better off just going to the page to learn more where you can buy your ticket. Go to bit.ly, that's bit.ly forward slash TCC 
in NYC. TCC is capitalized. NYC is capitalized. But bit.ly forward slash TCC in NYC. You get all the details there. You can buy your ticket. You can even sign up for the extra event that we're having Saturday morning. It's just going to be a fun hangout in New York City with your fellow copywriters. It's all there. Find out more about it. And we look forward to seeing you in New York City, February 15th and 16th with the rest of the Copywriter Club. What if you could hang out with seriously talented copywriters and other experts, ask them about their successes and failures, their work processes and their habits, then steal an idea or two to inspire your own work? That's what Kira and I do every week at the Copywriter Club podcast. You're invited to join the club for episode 73 as we chat with freelance copywriter Blair Bodenhop about her path into copywriting, writing for clients in the health and wellness niche, creating a podcast and a course to reach her audience, and developing a brand that stands out from other copywriters. Welcome, Blair. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. It's great to have you here. So Blair, let's start with your story. How did you end up running your own business? Oh man, it has been such a crazy winding road to this point. It's kind of funny to look back on. So the reason I started was kind of by accident. I wound up losing my last full-time job and I got a severance package that kind of tied me over for four months. And so I was like, okay, what do I want to do with my life? And I had been working in the marketing department over at the Institute for Integrated Nutrition for three years. And before that, I worked for a nonprofit called Dress for Success, managing partnerships. And before that, I worked in magazines. Most well-known would be Harper's Bazaar as a sales assistant, learning all about sales and marketing. So I had this kind of like marketing background and I had a lot of knowledge to leverage, but I was really interested in utilizing my health coaching certification because I had gotten it from the Institute for Integrated Nutrition a few years before. So I was kind of like, you know, torn between these two things that I loved. And so I started consulting as a way to make money. And then I started to build my health coaching practice. And, you know, I had no clue where I was going with anything. I was also still interviewing for other like full-time positions at other wellness companies And I kind of had to surrender like, and just allow things to unfold the way they would. So I wound up getting a part-time position at Parsley Health as a health coach where I worked two days a week. And on the side of that, I started growing this consulting business, which started as like kind of a, a branding strategy, social media strategy and support and content development. And soon I just started to, you know, get asked by fellow you know, friends in the wellness industry, you know, to help them with content development specifically. And that was really what I love to do. And I should mention that I've been a writer personally my whole life and I've used, you know, my writing talent in all of my jobs and specifically copywriting. I learned a lot about when I was head of a marketing department at at Institute for Integrated Nutrition. So anyway, I was just kind of, you know, playing around with it. And then copywriting became the area that I was getting the most opportunities. And I had a lot of connections in the wellness space because of my full-time job. I was a more public-facing figure. So this whole community of health coaches and graduates of Institute for Integrative Nutrition knew who I was. I had spoken at conferences in front of thousands of people. And 
So I had this face that was already recognizable. And so it became pretty easy for me to connect with these people, reconnect with people I hadn't been in touch with in a while and just start to build these relationships. And over time, I wound up working with kind of influencers in the industry who then were referring me to all of their friends. And so it kind of all just happened by accident. And I trusted how it all kind of came to fruition. Like I just went with it all. And suddenly I was realizing that this could be a business and that I could actually write for a living, which was a dream of mine because it was what I loved in my life and loved to do. And it was how I expressed myself in the best way possible. I mean, I've journaled my whole life and I've loved writing stories and I've written articles for different publications over the years. And I just didn't know that it was possible for this to be a thing. So that's kind of how it happened. And it all started in 2014. And now here we are in 2018. And it took me three years to really make it a really successful, strong, steady business. And having a side source of income of working as a health coach at this functional medicine practice, Parsley Health, really helped stabilize me as I was starting to really put myself out there. And had I not had that stability and like an income stream that was consistent, I don't know that I would have stuck through all the ups and downs of creating it, the business itself. But that's kind of how it all happened. So listening to you describe your path, Blair, it makes a lot of sense that you're writing in the health and wellness space just because that's where your experience has been. Have you noticed that there's a difference in writing for this space versus other kinds of copywriting? Is there some special knowledge that you really need to have to break into the health and wellness area? Yeah, I think that my background and passion for health and wellness gives me an edge because, you know, personally, I live a healthy lifestyle I kind of walk that talk of, you know, eating really clean. I meditate. I move my body. I put a lot of time and, and money into investing in my own personal growth. So I think that kind of approach to how I live my life and just kind of perspective on life and the knowledge I, and education I have has allowed me to really easily step into the shoes of my clients' target audiences and kind of the challenges they might be having and kind of, you know, how to, to translate where they are to where they want to be. And I just love writing about that kind of stuff so much. Like it just is part of me. It's like in my DNA. So it's really easy for me. And I think that as, as far as it being different than other kinds of copywriting, I mean, I don't think it's really different because, you know, we all, and no matter what, you know, the business is knowing that target audience and, and what they need, what their issues are, their challenges, it, getting into the psychology of that, and then, you know, making that product or business the solution is is the same formula really across the board. But if you have kind of a passion for health and wellness, and you really love that topic, and you have the knowledge, I think that that gives you more of an edge in making it your specialty as a copywriter. And who is your typical client? You know, what kinds of copy are you writing for them? So I primarily write website copy and people come to me who are wellness entrepreneurs of some kind. So they might be a health coach or a life coach or an author or a yoga instructor or somebody opening a wellness you know, studio of some kind, or they might have a product that's maybe a really delicious organic granola or chocolate or something like that. And they either launching their brand for the first time or they are rebranding. So I help them first get 
crystal clear on what that brand is. And I really enjoy that discovery process. I'm such a, I don't know, I'm such like a strategist at heart too. Like I really love being part of the beginning of something and helping somebody craft their vision from the very bottom. And I find that a lot of people uh, don't spend enough time getting really clear on what they want to put out there and how they want to position themselves and what makes them different and unique. So I do a lot of discovery work to help us both get very clear on that and then, you know, getting clear on their target audience and all these things. And so it really helps me prepare to write the copy for their website in their voice and kind of step into their shoes to, you know, create all of that. So that's kind of the website copy piece. And then I also do sales pages and sometimes blog posts. But what I really love is is more the website piece, just because it feels so creative and it's more storytelling and the branding piece and really positioning somebody as, you know, an expert and in their own kind of flavor and style is so much fun for me. I'd like to hear more about that, Blair, just your discovery process and how you help uh, position your clients. What does that actually look like in your business? Is it a couple of calls? Is it online forums? How do you pull those insights from your clients? When I sign on a client, I send them an intake form and have them fill out you know, a questionnaire, basically. And it just helps them start to get their thoughts clearer and their kind of creative juices flowing a little bit before we dive into the conversation so that they're not coming to the conversation completely like unsure of where they're going with it. So that's kind of step one. And then I do a three-hour deep dive with every client. So I've never experimented actually with the multiple interview thing. And I, I'm thinking about doing that. But I really liked doing this three-hour deep dive where we're either together in person or over Skype or whatever medium we're using. And just like really go in there. And what that looks like is I first start with who they are. So who are you? Tell me your whole story. You know, what got you to this point? Why are you doing this work? And I kind of like to hear all of that because it allows me to really understand what makes them who they are. And my whole brand is all about helping support people be who they are and brand what that is. So so this dis- this discovery call really allows me to dive in there and so we start with them we start with why they're doing this. We go into what they want to specialize in and what they think they're really good at and what they're most drawn to about their expertise, whether they're a coach or you know an author or whatever it is. And we, we talk about what they really want to be known for. And then we dive into who their audience is. So who is this person that you're going to be supporting and helping and serving and you know who's this person you're the solution for who do you want to be helping i think a lot of times you know people starting businesses think they should position themselves this way or the other way because they see outwardly that there's people doing it a certain way and i'm a big fan of giving people permission to create their own rules around it to position themselves in a way that feels completely authentic and is not in any way shape or form having them be anything that they're not. So this call is really me supporting that freedom to be who they are and for me to translate it in a way that makes sense from a branding perspective. So after that conversation, I put together a document, which I call a creative brief, which summarizes all of the golden nuggets in this conversation. So it helps them see you know, who they are, what they do, what makes them unique, who they serve, the services that they offer to that audience. 
what their voice is, how their website's going to be structured, the content for each of the pages of the website, some guidance around just their overall brand vibe and tone. And because I have, you know, a background in personal development and I am kind of a spiritual person, I really like to encourage them to just really own like the energy and intention they're putting behind their work and like the why behind it. And so this document is a way to just summarize like what the brand vibe is, you know, what, what are they hoping to achieve with this business and what do they want it to feel like for the people reading their website copy and what makes them them. And so they have this foundational document after that conversation. And that's kind of the beginning of working together with me. Okay, so a three-hour deep dive. You know, there might be some copywriters that are listening and like, oh my goodness, three hours? That is a long time. So what would you say to them? I'm not, I mean, I'd love to hear every single question that you ask, but what would you say to the copywriter that feels like they couldn't possibly even fill that time with the right questions? Does it just take time to get there? I come prepared with like a loose agenda and you'd be surprised (laughs) like how quickly it goes by. The thing is like human beings, it takes them a while to like open up and really tell the truth. And so I like to give people a lot of space to do that. And I like to give them space to feel comfortable with me. And I feel like if I had broken it up into three one hour sessions, I'd be kind of starting from scratch every time with kind of like warming them up, if you know what I mean. So That three hours just really allows us to kind of get cozy. And I really enjoy it, to be honest. Like, I really love being with people and and discovering things about people and knowing what makes them tick and like helping them figure out why they're doing this. Like, I think if we don't know why we're doing something, we're not connected to that like truth and mission in it, then we're not going to stick with it and we're not going to like remember you know, why it's worth the the pain or the the stress that comes along with running a business. So like, I'm so fascinated by what makes people do what they do. And I think it's important for them to know that and have the clarity. So that's just me. I mean, I know that everyone feels the same way and like enjoys that process. But if you really want to get like the truth from your client and like help them see their own truth, I think spending time together for that extended period of time is crucial. And, you know, everyone has their own style of of getting information from their clients, but this is my style and I'm sticking with it. And they may experiment with some other things, but it works for me. So Blair, when you were telling us about your path to becoming a copywriter, you mentioned that it was a good thing you had a position that you could rely on to for some salary, you know, while you were sort of going through those bumpy first couple of months or maybe even the first year, what were the things that you were doing to find your first clients? And maybe more importantly, once you had those first couple of clients, what did you do to accelerate your business to the point where you have more work than you can do in a month these days? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's kind of funny to look back on that. Well, like I said, like it was a very organic kind of process. I mean, I just said yes a lot. You know, I remember one day I was kind of sitting in Madison Square Park with a friend after lunch and I ran into this friend I used to work with at my last job and she had her own business and she was like, oh my God, like I need you to help me write this ebook. And I was like, sure, you know, I'm not doing anything. (laughs) So, so like I said yes to that. And then she referred me to somebody else. And so then I wound up becoming this this copywriter for this girl who had like, she was like a one woman show branding agency. And she was like, I can't do the copy anymore. Like it's so much 
time and energy. And so I was like, okay, like I'll support you. And meanwhile, I'm charging like $500 to write full website copy. (laughs) Like I had no idea. Like what I I had no idea, like what I was getting myself into. And I was like, that sounds like I could get it done in like five hours. And like, hundred dollars an hour. That sounds like, you know, no clue, no clue. So meanwhile, I'm like diving into all of this, listening to interviews from her clients and like writing this copy. And like, it was so much fun, but I was like, this is so much work. This is so much energy. Like how could I just charge $500? So I quickly learned that I could not do that. So I said yes to that partnership with her. And she sent me probably six clients and I was working through her. And eventually I like raised we raised my, you know, how much she was paying me over time. And then like I bumped into just different people who knew me from my last job. Like I also put it out there. You know, I, I had my website redesigned. So I I started doing this like end of 2014. I had my reps- website redesigned and launched April 2015. So in between that time was when things really started ramping up around this. And I also went on this retreat last minute this girl that is also in the wellness industry was like, Blair, I can't go on this retreat to Vermont. Will you go in my place? It's with all these people. Like, and I was like, oh my God, yes, because it, it was a group of influencers in the wellness industry who I, some of them I had met before and some I was friends with and then some I, had, I hadn't met that I really admired. So I just said, yes, I said, yes. And I went and I, this is like me also not making that much money and having to pay, you know, whatever to go for on this retreat in Vermont. And I just did it because I knew I, I needed to go. So I went and I wound up meeting um, someone who's actually become a dear friend of mine, but she was first a client. Her name's Nidika Chopra and she's really well known in the personal growth self-love space. And so we were sitting around in a circle and everyone was like, you know, saying why they were there. And I was, you know, I explained that I was a health coach, but I also did this content development stuff and whatever. I was very loose about it, was not really like sure what I was doing. And she mentioned, she's like, I really need help writing copy for my website. And I was like, oh, I can help you. So I spent the whole weekend like helping her write her website copy. And then we wound up partnering for, you know, I helped her with her content strategy for her blog and like all these things. And and she is the type of person who shouts from the rooftops when she loves you and your work. And so she just told everyone about me. And that relationship really blew things up for me. I mean, I just had you know, a lot of credibility. And, and like when she launched her new website, I launched my website like a week before. So she could drive people to that site and just, you know, say Blair did their copy for my website and all these things. So that was kind of like the turning point where I was just like, okay, this is, this is happening. And so from the beginning, it was really all referrals. Like I just got referred clients and I was never really ever reaching out to people or cold cold emailing people and pitching myself ever. So I somehow just allowed it to happen organically. And because I had this income coming in through Parsley Health, I wasn't worried about paying my rent. I wasn't worried about my base expenses. I had that covered and anything I earned through my freelance business was just like extra, you know, more just kind of enjoying life kind of money. And of course, I didn't feel that comfortable yet because I wasn't making as much money as I had been at a full-time job. But slowly, it just kind of you know grew from there. And you know, getting more and more clients. I mean, one strategy that's worked for me is um, so if you search wellness copywriter on Google, I'm the first search result to show up on the first page. I actually noticed that recently. <laughs> yeah. So that was by accident. Also, I just picked that keyword and I used it all over my website and. Then all of a sudden, somebody told me they found me through Google. And I was like, 
what did you type in? (laughs) And so people find me through Google. They find me, you know, through my clients, ravingly happy clients. And I have to say having clients that are really happy is so important. And, you know, putting that praise all over your website is huge. And having these, you know, projects to show for, you know, what you do is huge. And then also Instagram surprisingly started to get me clients. And I, at first I did Instagram for fun. So I I should have to tell you guys that I'm also a photographer. You know, it's like been my other creative outlet for my whole life, along with writing and I do photography sometimes here and there for clients, but it's not really a focus in my business. So like, I'm just somebody that visually is creative and loves just taking photos. And and so Instagram was always just fun for me and more personal. But then I started to kind of incorporate it into my brand. And so then I started getting clients through Instagram. So it all just kind of happened naturally. I It was never like, I'm implementing this strategy and I'm going to get clients this way. That was just never how I did it. Yeah. So that's how it happened. I I know you say that you did it organically or it just happened naturally, but it sounds to me (laughs) like the two two things you did really importantly, you started saying yes to everything. And second, you got yourself in the room with the right people. And after that, it it just all, then it starts happening organically. But if you hadn't done those two things, none of it happens. Yes, that's true. Yes. You have to put yourself out there. Absolutely. Like you have to be willing to be in situations where you're kind of outside your comfort zone and connecting authentically, like from the heart with people. Like I didn't go on that retreat to get clients. I, I went to make friends and making friends and just kind of genuinely trying to connect with people on just like a real person level, like, and just being a good person and doing good work and having integrity. Like I just, that was so important to me this whole time. So yeah, I think, yeah, those are two things I did <laughs> for sure. And that's funny because that's exactly what I was thinking too as you're running through all this. Like what are the themes here? And and Rob mentioned a few, but even the way that we met Blair, it was through Lauren mm-hmm. and you and I met for lunch. We didn't know each other. And just again, like saying yes to a stranger and now we have a relationship. And beyond that, the fact that you had the side business so you could take the pressure off yourself and take jobs that don't pay as much early on and continue to go all in, even though it's a $500 website, you know, and like not let that hold you back and not do great work because it's not what you should really be charging. But beyond all of that, that we've already talked about everything you're doing well, all these superpowers, photography, personal development, you also know how to stand out online. Like, you know, positioning. And that's a big part. And a lot of copywriters struggle with that. And so what can copywriters do today? You know, again, crowded marketplace, what can we do to stand out online? Yeah, I love this question. (laughs) Well, I think like when we consider this, we are immediately like, I have to be so amazing and wow people with my brand and I have to make myself memorable. And I think that that is important to keep in mind. But I think we all have to remember also that I'm the only Blair Badden op on the planet. I'm the only person that grew up the way I grew up that has my background that has my set of talents that has my perspective that has like who I am like in my DNA. And so I think everyone has to consider the fact that that is kind of your most valuable branding asset. Who you are and what makes you you is is what will ultimately have people, you know, becoming loyal followers, people will want to work with you. It just kind of, 
you being yourself is like the easiest way to stand out, to be honest. And I, I do like, I see the value in, you know, creating a persona for a brand and, you know, that being an approach, but I'm really into being real and being who you are. And, and so taking a look at, you know, what makes you, you, what makes you who you are, you know, what, what are the personality traits and characteristics and style and flavor and like all these things that like make you who you are. And so for me, like I, as I've mentioned, I'm really into personal development. I'm really into wellness. I love fashion and interior design. My Pinterest, if you've seen me on Pinterest, I have tons of boards up. Like I'm just such a visual person. And so I've really just incorporated all of who I am into my brand. And, you know, on my website, like my website looks basically like my apartment. It's basically like how I dress, like that red lipstick I wear, I wear that red lipstick regularly. Like it's not anything that's not me. So I would just say that that's kind of like how I have gone about it for myself. And that's how I encourage my clients to go about branding. And I think for copywriters, you know, like obviously we all share this amazing talent for translating somebody's business and into this thing that resonates with a target audience. And it's just so beautiful. But like, what makes your copy and your style of writing and then kind of who you are? Like, what is all of that? How is that different? What makes you and and how do you want to be perceived? You know, so it's kind of just asking yourself these questions, really, and doing the discovery work of figuring out, you know, what makes you who you are. And then when somebody, you know, goes to your website and recognizes that and feels that, and then they schedule their call with you to like do a consult or whatever, they feel like they're speaking to the person they just saw on that website. It doesn't feel like it doesn't match. And I think building trust with our clients and customers and audience is so important. And everyone needs to feel like who they're seeing online is who they're buying from and who they can count on and trust. And so I really believe that everyone is on the planet with whatever gifts they have for a reason. And, you know, we don't necessarily have to worry about what other people are doing or how they're branding themselves or like, you know, who we're competing against. I think as long as we focus on ourselves and who we are and put that out there and really learn to leverage it in a really beautiful way, then it will be successful. And I think it's important to enlist the support of branding experts. I think people that can help you develop that brand in a way that's going to feel completely aligned with who you are and just is going to make all of the amazing qualities that you have shine online. In addition to showing up, you know, as some of the, you actually have two of the top four uh, places on Google, you know, organic, <laughs> you know, well, as copywriter. But Way to go, Blair. <laughs> in addition to that, though, you've actually experimented a little bit with Google ads. And so you're not just, you know, in the organic search, but you're doing some things in the paid search area as well. Will you talk a little bit about what you're doing? You know, how effective has that been for you? And, and does that drive any meaningful portion of your business? I don't do any paid stuff. What I have done from like a paid advertising perspective is I've used Pinterest a lot recently to promote and drive traffic to my blog posts on my website. And Pinterest, I would say, is definitely more effective than Google in getting traffic to your website. And it's helped me build my email list as well. So what I do for that is I'll create a graphic. And another fun fact is I... I'm kind of a Photoshop self-taught 
I wouldn't call myself a whiz, but I'm pretty good at Photoshop. So I, I create a lot of graphics in there and then I promote them on Pinterest and they link to my blog posts or they, they link to my opt-in. And that has really been effective at getting more eyeballs on those posts and on my website. And then I've also used Instagram, promoted posts on Instagram and Facebook as well. And Instagram definitely performs better. I also have over 10,000 Instagram followers now. So I can use the swipe up feature in Insta stories, which is really helpful. And, you know, for anyone who, you know, is trying to grow their Instagram following, I highly recommend investing in that because a lot of people spend time on Instagram. My audience definitely does. And when you're able to use those features, it's just the easiest user experience to get somebody to your website or their eyeballs on something you want them to read or, their ears listening to a podcast episode or whatever it is. So those things are awesome. Can we talk more about Instagram? Because you have 10,000 followers. You're doing so well on there. And partially because, again, it's like your superpower. You have a creative mind and you take photos and, and can write beautiful captions. But I feel like in general, copywriters are not necessarily standing out on Instagram. And, and maybe they are, and I'm just missing it. But it feels like we should be because this is what we do. We write copy. We start conversations. So do you feel like in general, copywriters are missing out on the whole Instagram channel, which is a huge, robust marketing channel where a lot of our clients are hanging out? Totally. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely something a lot of copywriters aren't doing because you know, there are some of the top copywriter names out there. And I think one of the first thing p- people do is they're like, oh, I have to look at them on Instagram, right? I, I want to follow them on Instagram. And then you go to their profiles and you're like, wait, like this is not a reflection of their website or right. wait, is this, who is this person? You know what I mean? So I think that, yes, I think that your Instagram has to match your website or your brand in some way, shape or form. So for me, my Instagram is a combination of personal and professional. That's just how I've done it and I, it works for me. But the thing for any copywriter out there to consider is like, how do they want to position themselves on Instagram? So I like to tell people to pick like four pillars of their brand. So if you're a copywriter, you know, maybe you share behind the scenes of writing copy. You might share a copy tip. You might share something that is personal about you. And you might share like what it's like to be an entrepreneur. So like I kind of, you know, those are kind of the things that I offer my audience there. And I think, you know, for me, it's like fun. It's an art for me to, to be posting on Instagram. So I, you know, I don't, I know not everyone feels that way about it, but I just look at it as a way to offer value to people that follow me and just being consistent about posting and having more of a plan around posting just makes it so much easier. So like, I don't always take a picture in real time and and write a caption like on the spot, I will use a picture from a few weeks ago and write a caption that's relevant right now. I will, I have a few apps that I use for editing and just planning out my posts so that I can kind of see what my feed looks like so that it all like looks pretty. Um, And there aren't like, you know, photos next to each other stacked on top of each other that might not complement each other. And so I don't know, not everyone does this and goes to this like level, but I just think of it as like your online magazine in a way, like you're an extension of your brand, an extension of your website, an extension of who you are. And that's why like 
choosing to brand yourself, you know, as you are and letting Instagram be able to combine both the professional and personal aspects of yourself, it just all becomes very seamless and easy to do instead of having to, you know, go between the professional you and the personal, like behind the scenes you. So I think that that's kind of a good way to approach it. And then like, as far as how I've grown it, I think initially just consistency of posting. So I would post like every day or every other day. And it's changed a lot since the algorithm has changed with Instagram. So sometimes posting daily doesn't necessarily matter as much, but people do different things different ways. And so, so posting consistently, the second was, you know, the clients that I've had or the influencers that are my friends or whoever, the times that they have reposted something or, you know, mentioned me in a post or something has given me more followers. So that's been a way to get more followers. And then in 2017, I invested in a social media agency. So I have people like a team of people that know the type of person that I'm targeting. So I'm targeting a lot of health coaches. I'm targeting people in the wellness industry. I'm targeting people in personal development and people that are entrepreneurs. And so they know, and then we go through and see which accounts of other influencers or experts that I, I'm like, oh God, I want to get in front of their audience. And they have a whole strategy around how to do that and how to get them to follow me and for me to follow them. And, you know, like it's a whole, it's a whole thing and it really works. I mean, this agency grew my following by 7,000 in six months. Oh, wow. So it was major. And, you know, it's not that expensive to do it. I spend like 150 bucks a month on it, maybe. Like, it's not that expensive. So I just think that really making that a priority is going to take you further. And I think I really decided to do that and invest in it more and spend more time curating my feed and my posts and things when I realized that I was getting clients from it because I would get people contacted me through my message, you know, direct message there, or they would email me and then we'd be on the phone and they're like, Oh, I found you through Instagram. And I was like, Oh, awesome. That's great. Thank you for letting me know. So, you know, I think it's also important as a side note to ask your clients where they found you, because then you can know what channels they're coming from. And that's where you can invest, you know, more money and just more strategy. Okay. So Blair, you know, you're running through all of this with Instagram. And and I'm just like, oh, wow, this takes a lot of work to do it right. And it, to take it beyond an art and really use it as a business and marketing engine where you're, you're actually getting clients from Instagram. So this kind of leads me to the next question, which is like, how do you do all of it? How do you do all of this? And, you know, we'll speak about the podcast and your course. You're doing so much right now. So what does your day look like? What's working? What's not working? How do you stay sane and calm and integrate health and wellness into a crazy work life? First of all, I've gotten really familiar with the rhythm of my business. So the first couple of years, I noticed patterns in when I would get my most you know, huge influx of clients and when things would get quiet. So I really leveraged kind of those quiet times to strategize and kind of like think about what am I creating that's new for my business? What do I want to put out this year that's kind of going to take things to the next level? So I've really, you know, taken a step back and I look at those patterns. I think it's important to do that. A day in my life, it's not that glamorous. I mean, I wake up, usually put on yoga pants. I will brush my teeth and make myself some tea and then I'll journal a little bit if, if I have like any anxiety or stress coming up around, oh God, I'm so stressed about starting this project or I'm afraid I'm going to have writer's block or, 
you know, like I feel like overwhelmed, I just have to journal and get it all out of my head because that really allows me to just kind of like let it out. And then I can kind of dive in. If I'm really hungry in the morning, I'll make myself breakfast. If not, I won't eat anything until I feel hungry because I believe that intermittent fasting can be helpful in giving your brain some good clarity in the morning. And it just works for me. Also, just knowing what works for you, I would say is really important as a side note. I mean, I'm most clear and fresh first thing in the morning. So I always make sure that between like 8am and 1pm, like it's always blocked off for me to focus on writing or anything that requires my creative energy is like always the morning and the afternoons are more when I do my strategy calls with clients or podcast recordings. So I think also just knowing when you function at your best and when your creativity is at its you know finest point is really important. So after I do the writing in the morning, then I might take a walk. I live near Riverside Park in on the Upper West Side in New York. So I like to get outside and have some fresh air. But not going to lie, sometimes I don't go outside. And lately, since it's winter, I haven't. there have been days where I, in a row where I haven't gone outside. So I'm not going to act like I have this like perfect all the time. And then in the afternoon, I, like I said, might have a, a few calls. I may have to record podcasts. I might have to listen to a podcast episode to approve it. I hired somebody to help me with all of that good stuff and editing and stuff. So it's not as overwhelming to have to do all of that. And yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's so much about your mindset and like how you take care of yourself and allow yourself to process stress and, and not allow that to get in the way of your performance. And, you know, to know like when you need to take a break and step away from your computer. And, you know, I notice like when I step away from my computer and I'm cooking or I'm taking a walk, that's like when I get the, the tagline idea or like that phrase that I've been struggling with, like becomes clear again. And so I really recognize the importance of, of creating space for the creativity to arrive and not putting pressure on myself. Because when the pressure starts happening, like that's when I know I'm going to block it. And then this time around, this year, I'm really looking into hiring support, more support. I've been a one woman show for three and a half years, and it's been great. And I've I'm the I'm a Gemini. I like wear so many hats. I'm am interested in so many different parts of business that like I've enjoyed juggling it all. But I understand that in order for me to scale and for me to make more money, have greater reach, take on more clients, and just like you know, make the most of my course in this podcast that I just launched in January, I have to build structure and systems and support around me. So that's a big focus for me right now. And not going to lie, like this month is very busy and I'm a little overwhelmed with everything, but I am just trying to find ways to map it out. And I actually hired a former colleague of mine to help me with my launch strategy for my course. So I'm just investing money in places that I know I need to at this point. And we all have to like get to the point where we can afford to invest. But I think just being smart about what you're putting your money into and making, you know, smart choices about who you're bringing on board to help grow your baby, you know, like I think is key. So I don't know, that's kind of like what goes into all of it. I'm still figuring it out. I've been at it for a while, but I'm not by no means like a master. <laughs> and I'm so committed to it. And I'm so in love with what I do that like, I know that there's no way I'm ever abandoning it. It's just like, I'm meant to be doing what I'm doing. So it just, you know, this year, because, you know, I, I had my most successful year financially last year, and it's steadily grown every year. And 
So I just, I'm ready now to make investments in things that I haven't before. And I'm considering working with like a business strategist this year. And so there's just like a lot of things that are happening, but I think just like honoring your process, taking care of yourself and having like a really healthy mindset and just kind of self-care practices that allow you to recenter yourself and reaccess your creativity. All that stuff has just helped me so much and just, you know, weather the storms and and the moments where I feel like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. You know what I mean? Like we all have them. So yeah, that's kind of a day in my life. And then at the end of the day, I I don't work usually past like 7 or 8 p.m. because I'm, I'm married and I like to spend time with my husband. We have dinner together every night and might watch a show on Netflix. I go to bed later than I want to because I just like to enjoy that end of the day. And then, uh, yeah, I sleep really well. I'm a healthy person and I, I feel good and my, my energy is really good. So I just feel like your body and your mind have to be in really good shape, you know, to be at your best when you're running a business and especially a creative business where you're writing so much. So that's what that looks like. Blair, I want to ask you before we run out of time about your podcast. You just launched it earlier this year. When I listen to it, I'm jealous because I, the production is so good. The music's awesome. You know, it's you've done a really good job in telling the stories of your guests and in the interviews. Why did you launch a podcast? And have you seen an impact on your business in the few weeks that it's been live? Yes. So the reason I launched it was because I was tossing around some ideas about how to just build more social proof around my course material. So my course is called Your Wellness Brand, and it's an eight-week video training program for health coaches and teaches them how to leverage their unique qualities and, and who they are to create their wellness brand and kind of map out all the pieces of that foundationally. And it really just leads them into creating their website content. So you know, every single entrepreneur that I know, and a lot of them are thought leaders in the wellness space, you know, have done a lot of inner work to know who they are, and they've positioned themselves leveraging, you know, who they are as a person and and what they love and, you know, what they're good at and all that good stuff. So I wanted to interview women in the wellness industry specifically, because that's primarily my, my audience. Most of my clients are women and trying to build businesses. So I originally thought of doing a telesummit, And then I had a conversation with a mentor of mine. She was like, you should just create a podcast. And I was like, I know, I've actually been thinking about that too. And then there's also, this is kind of another fun fact about me. I have this like spiritual woman that I speak to. She's not a psychic, but she's, you know, she's connected (laughs) in some way. I talked to her one time a year and she told me that I should start a podcast. It was just really weird. It all kind of serendipitously happened. And I was just... It just felt like a hell yes to me. And I was like, that would be fun. And so I looked into how to do it. I connected with everyone I know that has a podcast and asked them questions and how they do it. Like, what are the interworkings behind the scenes? Like, what's the structure? You know, how do they make it all happen? And so I educated myself a little bit beforehand. And then I hired a podcast launch strategist and she helped me figure it all out. And so I just went for it. I mean, I had no clue what I was doing, but I'm just the type of person that figures it out as she goes. I just throw myself into the fire and figure it out. That's just like what I've done my whole life. So, and it was a really fun learning process. I mean, I really enjoy it. And so the podcast is, you know, called Brand Yourself. And it is a really open conversation with an entrepreneur about how she built her business, all of the challenges she's faced, the mistakes she's made, the low moments she's had and the high moments and you know the things that she's done to honor herself and and her mission and kind of get really clear about what she wants to create 
and put it out there. And these are women who have been in business for like five years, 10 years, 20 years, who have been on talk shows, who have written books, who are sought after speakers, who have partnerships with people like Deepak Chopra. Like these are women who are really, really out there and doing what they love and and making things happen. So I thought that it would be really valuable for my audience to hear, not just because I want to sell them a course, but because this is the truth. Like running a business is not easy. It's it's really hard. And I know it can look glamorous on the outside and everyone's Instagram makes it look so amazing, but it's not. It's a freaking mess. Like It's like crazy. And so I just want people to see what it really takes and what the truth is behind it and also inspire them. Also inspire them to chase their dreams, to do what they love and to just trust that like who they are is like their most powerful branding asset. They have to leverage and own every bit of themselves to become successful and to have that really solid relationship with themselves. The podcast is really just about that. And I launched it in January because I wanted it to lead into the launch of my course in March. And it's a lot happening at the same time, not going to lie. It's a little aggressive and I didn't realize how much work it was going to be, you know, doing both. But, you know, you live and you learn and it's done. So it's already out there. And every week an episode is released. People can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. It'll be available on Spotify eventually. And it's available on my website. So it's all out there. And Blair, before we wrap this conversation, I'd love to hear from you regarding the future of copywriting. What direction is it moving in the the near future over the next few years? Well, I think that, you know, over the past couple of years, it's become very clear that copy is one of the most valuable marketing assets. You can't do marketing without it. Like it's, it's like the heart of marketing. It's the soul of it. So I don't know. I, I feel like more and more people are going to be recognizing that and investing in it because I think, especially when it comes to having a business, we immediately are like, okay, I have to put my web design up. I have to hire a designer. And one of the last things or things people don't think about is hiring a copywriter. And I just feel like copywriters don't get enough credit for the work that they do. And I feel like we're moving into a space where copy is going to become the thing that everyone needs to invest in. And I think storytelling, you know, in our climate politically, in our country, around the world is is just what connects all of us and what allows us to really feel for each other and feel inspired and and inspired and motivated to buy something, to try something, to experience something. So I just think it's I don't know, it's just so necessary and I think we're kind of going in a direction where it's going to become king. You know, I I just think it's crucial. And I think everyone who is a writer and who's a copywriter running a business right now is in such a great place. I think you're, you're right on the money. I think you're, you know, not only doing what you're meant to do and offering the talent you're meant to offer, but you're in a, in a space that's going to become quite desirable over the years, I think. And that's, I don't know, that's my prediction. I don't know. Who knows? As long as you say yes and get yourself in the room with the right clients, I think you're hundred percent right. Mm, Absolutely. So Blair, this has been fantastic. If people want to connect with you online, if they want to find your podcast or even the course that you're going to be launching this coming up in March, where would they go to learn more? They can go to BlairBadenhop.com. They can follow me on Instagram at BlairBadenhop. And those are probably the two best places to find me. And then obviously, if you search brand yourself on your podcast app, you'll be able to find it right there. Excellent. Thank you, Blair. Thank you guys so much.
You've been listening to the Copywriter Club podcast with Kira Hug and Rob Marsh. Music for the show is a clip from Gravity by Whitest Boy Alive, available in iTunes. If you like what you've heard, you can help us spread the word by subscribing in iTunes and by leaving a review. For show notes, a full transcript, and links to our free Facebook community, visit thecopywriterclub.com. We'll see you next episode. Oh,